Well, listeners, hello. Welcome back to Habit Helps, a podcast of Creekside Community Church in San Leandro, California, where we talk about how habits build you and about how you can build better habits. My name is Jeff Bruce. I'm one of the pastors here. I'm joined by another pastor here, my dad, John Bruce. Around here, people call him JB. I just call him Dad. Dad, how are you doing? I'm doing fine. Yeah? It's, uh, it's, we're getting into spring, and so it's getting cold, yeah. as it does in the Bay Area. <laughs> I was barbecuing during the Super Bowl, and it was balmy. Oh, yeah, I, mean, I know. It was like the Super Bowl in June. It was amazing. Well, not June here. It's cold again in June. September, maybe. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. But fine. Yeah, Dad, how was your President's Day? Let's see. Um, working around the yard. Yeah. Yeah, spreading mulch. So uh, cool. very patriotic. Very patriotic. So, so, Dad, in that vein, who is the greatest president in American history? Uh, without a doubt, Teddy Roosevelt. Okay. <laughs> Hot take. He's my favorite. Hot take right there. <laughs> I'm going to go with a minority view and say William Henry Harrison. Yeah. Yeah, he had something going for him. What did he do? He died after 31 days in That's office, right. Dad. He was. He but, Dad, if you, look, if you look at the trajectory of his presidency, <laughs> it would have changed... Everything. The American landscape. He he was really the Bo Jackson of the American presidency. Just gone too soon for us to see his full potential yeah. realized. So I am kidding. But uh, today we're going to continue our series on the practice of prayer. As followers of Jesus, we know prayer is important. And yet, Dad, every Christian I've ever met finds prayer challenging right. to one degree or another. And so how do I pray? How do I pray more consistently? Those are the questions we're trying to answer. The Bible gives us at least four different ways to pray. In Scripture, we find adoration, confession, thanksgiving, and supplication. And if you make that an acronym, you get ACTS, A-C-T-S, ACTS. So we've talked about the first two letters of the acronym. We've talked about adoration. We've talked about confession. Today, we talk about thanksgiving, thanking God. And, Dad, the first question I had as I was thinking about Thanksgiving was this. How is Thanksgiving different from adoration? Because uh, clearly both of these are focused on praising God in, in some way. Right. They, they seem very similar, so what's the difference? I've always thought adoration is appreciating God for who He is, while Thanksgiving is appreciating God for what He does, mm-hmm. especially how it as that relates to us. Right. That's good. So adoration is focused more on the character of God and is more broad in nature, whereas thanksgiving is more focused on the acts of God and is more specific yes. to our circumstances more in nature. Yeah, those are good distinctions to make. So why is thanksgiving so important as a practice of prayer? I, I think I've been amazed at how much emphasis the New Testament puts on gratitude as one of the primary Christian values, um, and how little modern Christians look at gratitude as a primary Christian value. And so I, I, I was thinking of Ephesians 5.4, uh, Paul says, there must be no filthiness and silly talk or coarse jesting, which are not fitting, and we would all agree with that. That's that's right. Christians shouldn't talk that way. But, they, but I mean, says, unless you're on Twitter, yeah, then it's all fair game. You can say whatever you want. Exactly. Yeah, it doesn't but, count on Twitter. That's yeah. not that's not actually speech. You know. No, that's a good point. 
<laughs> but he, but but then he says, but rather giving of thanks. And so it's not it's not a, a contrast between say bad things or just keep quiet, but it's it's a contrast between saying bad things or giving thanks. Mm-hmm. Ephesians five twenty says, always giving thanks for all things in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to God, even the Father. Uh, Colossians 3.17 says, Whatever you do in word and deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. Uh, Colossians 4.2, devote yourself to prayer, keeping alert in it with an attitude of thanksgiving. And then the most familiar one, I think, is in everything give thanks, for this Mm -hmm. is God's will for you in Christ Jesus in 1 Thessalonians 5.18. So there's just a, a, a regular drumbeat in the New Testament of the importance of giving thanks. And yet, I, I, it's not that important to me. Mm-hmm. And, and I have certainly not made it a prime virtue to pursue that the New Testament seems to. Yeah, I think it's helpful to think about the reverse, too. Uh, we're supposed to do all things with thanksgiving. And I was thinking about the, the mirror verse of that, the negative would be Philippians 2.14, where Paul says, do all things without grumbling or questioning. Yeah, yeah. And I think a, a good question to ask is, how many Christians do I know who are characterized by grumbling, complaining, or questioning? Yeah. Versus yeah. how many do I know who are characterized by thanksgiving? Yeah. Who have a real spirit of gratitude in the way they exactly. live. And I agree, it's a neglected virtue. Yeah. Um, I, I look at that as, as another way to ask that question is, is how many people do you know that bring energy into a room? And how many people do you know that take energy out of the room? Right. And it really has to do with whether you're bringing a positive or a negative attitude. And, and Thanksgiving is really the key, I think, to, to having a positive attitude. Yeah, and you could look at this from a completely secular perspective and say gratitude is good. Yeah. We could say that, right? So all of the the research says that your mental health, your overall well-being, your ability to make friends, to have career opportunities, uh, all depend on gratitude. You'll experience yeah. less envy, less regret. You'll have increased happiness, reduced depression. You'll have greater empathy. You'll sleep better. You'll be more resilient in the face of trauma. All of that is contingent on your ability to be grateful. Yeah. And so th- that is um, amazing to look at that, but, but none of that gets really relates to God. Right. Um, you know, we talked about gratitude at my kids' preschool all the time. Yeah. Just be grateful people, say yeah. thank you. Yeah. But, but from a theological perspective, I think, what is, why is gratitude so important? It's a good question. I, I look at the, a simple story that, of Jesus that has helped me to understand that. It's a story where... Uh, the ten lepers come to Jesus and ask him to heal them. And, uh, of course, they are, they've been quarantined for life. You know, yeah. pe- that was, leprosy was the COVID of that time, and, and right. pe- it was much more contagious and much more deadly. And they asked Jesus to release them from this living hell, and he says, go show the priest, go tell the priest. And, and as they're going, they're all healed. Right. But only one comes back and, and uh, thanks him uh, for healing them. And, and Jesus said, we're not ten cleansed, but the nine, where are they? 
was no one found who could return who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner this yeah. this Samaritan and so from that passage um, three things hit me about that is is one that gratitude demonstrates genuine faith mm-hmm. that 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 real faith sees the giver behind the gift. Um, faith sees how much God does for us, um, how good he is, and how dependent we are. And so f- real faith is constantly saying thank you. Um, and, and the reverse is true. The more you thank God, the more your faith grows because the more you have eyes to see God in every detail of your, of your life, and then the second thing that struck me is that gratitude really frees us from ourselves. Um, that according to Romans 1, all our problems started when we stopped giving thanks, when we stopped glorifying God, and we entered the kingdom of self rather than the kingdom of God. And I think that's what happened to these nine. Once, once they were cleansed, they immediately went to the kingdom of self and things I need to get done, I need to get my, my life started again, I need to re-engage with my family, I need to pick up my career where it was. I mean, all these things, God, once they, were, once they got from God what they wanted, they immediately focused back on themselves and living their own lives. This one guy, he glorifies God by, by coming back, and so he escapes the kingdom of self because he keeps his focus through thanksgiving on where it should be and orbiting around God. And then finally, the last thing that struck me was that, that gratitude releases joy. Mm-hmm. Um, that if you want to have, as, as you said before, even secular research uh, shows that people who are have a habit of, of, of gratitude are happier people yeah. than people who don't. And I think it's because the Puritans said the chief end of man is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. And uh, a lot of people pointed out they didn't say the chief ends of man are to glorify God, enjoy him forever, but that we we glorify God by enjoying him. Mm -hmm. And so it's my joy really is tied to how much I glorify God, how much I see God in everything and give him thanks. And so the more thanks, the more thankful I am, just the more joy I, I experience. So those are just for me, that story really unlocks a lot about how Thanksgiving puts God in the center where he needs to be. Those are great points. It strikes me, too, that at the end of that parable, Jesus says, rise and go your way. Your faith has made you well. Well, he had already been made well as he was going, and so why would Jesus say that? And I think one of the points is that it's a, it's a deeper healing. Yeah. Uh, that this is the, the healing of salvation. Exactly. And not just physical healing, that this foreigner is experiencing. And then the point about a foreigner that strikes me as well, it's often people who haven't tasted grace um, and who are far from God, who have a greater perception of his goodness yeah. than people who have been in the kingdom yeah. or who have been in the visible kingdom in this case, right? Who The Jews who, who, who sort of took it for granted. Yeah. Um, and, and as Christians, we can fall into the same trap that we just get used to the blessings of God. And yeah. we begin to think we're entitled to them rather yeah. than to see them for what they are as gifts. Exactly. From a generous God. That's a great point. It's a great point. And that, and that is something I hadn't thought about until you just said it. But I'm becoming more and more convinced um, that the, the reason Christians are weak in evangelism is because we don't live God-centered lives. Mm-hmm. And so for us, evangelism is simply talking about doctrinal points with people or 
you know, giving them evidence and stuff like that, rather than manifesting a life of someone who really takes God seriously. Right. And and they can see, wow, faith. This guy really has faith in God, and it, it really changes the way he lives his life. And and so I think that by developing this habit of constant thanksgiving, it makes us not only happier people, but it makes us much more effective people in bringing glory to God and, and pointing to God in natural ways, not having to come up with some slick uh, turning the com- conversation to spiritual things, but rather we're just people who see God in everything because we're constantly giving thanks, and so we have eyes to see. It's a great point, and you see how far-reaching the impact of Thanksgiving is in our lives. We're just shaping us into different kind of people, uh, different kinds of people, and uh, certainly distinct from the the dominant view of the world, which is pessimism, cynicism, that that's realism, is to kind of live in that world, yeah, yeah. rather than the, the world of seeing God at work and seeing his goodness and his generosity. Uh, I think C.S. Lewis said it, that praise is the completion of joy, mm. um, right? So that, that, that when you really enjoy something, you can't help but express it in some way, right? You that's know, good. It's, it's when, you, when you drive into Yosemite Valley, you're going to say, wow, right? That's yeah. just, you're, you're going to have a reaction to it. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's why we go to sporting events is because when you see the thing happen, right, you have to glorify the thing. Yeah. You have to praise yeah. it because that is the joy can't help but do that. Yeah. Um, you know, you could use that with a meal or with all sorts of different things. But I think the point for Christians is that seeing this as a discipline is important. Um, getting back to your point of enjoying the Lord, I think our hope is that, oh, we'll just be so naturally overwhelmed with God's goodness and, and glory that will just burst out in praise. And, and and I would say, hopefully that happens to you at some point in life, but but I would flip it around and say, if you make it a habit and a discipline to praise and thank God, you will find more reasons that you are actually, um, that he is enjoyable and that and, and, and should be enjoyed. You see what I'm saying? It's Absolutely. Build the discipline of gratitude, and then the joy will flow from there. Yeah. Because it's something we have to train. It's not something we're going to do naturally. Yeah. Um, and, and, and keep rooting your praise back in the giver and not the gift. Yeah. Um, yeah. Does that make sense? I'm, I'm, oh, I'm, completely. I'm trying to articulate yeah. it. No, I think, it's, I think it's right. Because we've lived unnatural lives all of our lives. Right. which is a self-oriented life. We think about ourselves. We think about ourselves as the source of all good things and and uh, rather than seeing ourselves as dependent on God. And so we have to reshape our minds in order to do this. Right, because when I wake up, my presumption is that everything is going to go right for me in life. Yeah, because you're you. Because I'm <laughs> me, and, and I, am, I am the center of the universe. Yes, exactly. Right, until I reorient myself. Yes. And so... Everything should go according to my plan and should go right. And if it doesn't, that means God has failed in yes. some way. Yes. Rather than I have no right to assume anything is going to go right in my life. Yeah. And then being surprised when things do rather than when things don't. Yeah. And it's just a completely different way of looking at life yeah. because you see the good things as gracious acts of God rather than not all of these things God owes me, which is for my life to go perfectly according to my plan to get what I want. Yeah. Well, that's good. And I, and I think your idea of, of developing a habit of thankfulness is, is right on the mark, because if we were naturally thankful, there wouldn't have to be all these commands in the Bible to give thanks. Um, and so that, that gratitude really is a habit to be practiced and to develop. So any thoughts on that? How do you develop 
the practice of gratitude. Well, I was going to ask you that question, <laughs> but I'm glad you asked me because I had thoughts. Good. Uh, three things I do. Yeah. To, to practice Thanksgiving. I have a spontaneous habit, a periodic habit, and a daily habit. Wow. So these are the three things I mm-hmm. do because I'm a really thankful person. No, I'm just kidding. No, but the things I try to do, things I'm growing in. The spontaneous habit is this. One thing you see in the Psalms is that it's not enough to thank God in your heart. Mm. Um, that praise needs to be expressed, mm. right? With your body, with your voice. That's That's why there's commands to sing and bow down and do things like that, not just... Um, have a heart of gratitude, yeah, right? Because often your heart will follow your body. So one thing for me is just saying out loud, thank you, God, when good things happen. It's great. So it's a really simple one, but when I remember it, it, it reorients me completely. It's great. And uh, parents, it's a great way to disciple your kids too. Um, I find often it happens in the car. I'm mm. in a parking lot, I get the spot. Thank you, Lord, right? And just that, it, it might seem trite, but it helps to build a... a, a, a paradigm for your kids of seeing that these are things that are blessings from God, that, that God is involved in our lives, that God gives us good things, yeah. pointing them out when they happen. Yeah. Um, so it's great. And, and it probably hopefully counterbalances all of the grumbling and complaining <laughs> I do <laughs> when I'm in the car. Um, I think a periodic habit that that's helpful to me, and it's periodic because I don't do it regularly enough, but I try to make a habit of looking at what I've prayed and noting what's been answered. Hmm. Hmm. That's and, great. and it just goes along with the Luke 17 principle here yeah. that my natural bent is to pray for things and then immediately, immediately forget yeah. that God answered them. Yeah. And on the on one side of a petition, there is this incredible longing for God to do the thing. And then once God does the thing, it almost immediately, you switch to forgetfulness. Yeah, yeah. That, oh, that's what was supposed to happen anyway, rather than saying, no, God answered the prayer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I like to, you know, maybe once a month, just go back through and look at what I've prayed, because I write down my prayers and say, what did God do, and when did he answer it? And then I'll mark it in a different color to say, here's what he did, and just thank God mm, for it. That's great. Because that helps to, to show me that actually God does answer my prayer, and it helps me to pray more. Yeah, yeah. Because... Uh, I think, again, our natural bent is to focus on the things God is not doing for us rather than the things he's doing all the time yeah. that we're yeah. just unaware of. Yeah. And so, again, it helps to get new lenses. And then finally, my daily habit, my daily discipline when it comes to prayer is this. And um, I, I try to be consistent in this. I'm not perfect. But the unofficial rule is this, that when I pray, I have two columns, praise, prayer, Right. And those are kind of the, yeah. that's, that's my breakdown of, of the four, right? Mm-hmm. Just praise and prayer. And the A and the T are praise and the mm-hmm. C and the S are prayer, right? Mm-hmm. If you were to simplify yeah. these. Yeah. My rule is I have to praise before I pray. And wow. I have to write three things I'm thankful for mm. before I can go to petition. Wow. That's, that's that, for that's me. I, I have to give three at least. Yeah. And, and I try not to make them general. You know, thank you that I have breath. Thank you that I woke <laughs> up. Like, those are great things to thank God for, but they have to be specific. Like, think back to the day before. What are you grateful for? Thank God for those yeah. things. And I, I try to start there before I bring my requests to God. Um, and again, it gets back to what we said in the first episode. You have to get the order right in prayer. Yeah. That, that we, we start with God, and then we go to our concerns. Yeah. So those are the three for me. That's great. That's so, helpful. What, what's helpful to you? I was, you know, as I thought about this, I, I came up with some, some very similar things. The one thing I would add is, is Paul says, in everything, give thanks. And so it seems to me 
that really we should be thanking God throughout the day and and everything and, and for good stuff and bad stuff. And just that every Thank you, God, for the guy who cut me off. Yeah, exactly. Because it forces me to see that God is God is working all things together for good. And I apparently needed to be cut off for one reason or another. Um to develop patience or dad or, you know the truth i needed to cut off the guy because i had somewhere <laughs> important to go but the guy cutting off well, me he, he should have given that was for that. malice that was just <laughs> evil intent in his heart they're totally they're totally dissimilar anyway continue yeah. anyway for me i i want to develop a habit of of continual thanksgiving and gratitude and i yeah. think that if just take into simple scripture in everything, give thanks for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. That's a pretty, pretty broad command. <laughs> and so, yeah, Paul didn't see fit to add a bunch of qualifiers to exactly, that afterwards. Yeah, our our how tos. Yeah, <laughs> you know, or anything like that. It's right. just this is what you do. Yeah, and so I think it's for me at this point in my life, it's more obeying that command because I find that. Thanksgiving develops a momentum of its own. You, you, the more you give thanks, the more you see things to give thanks for. Yeah. Just like the more you grumble, the more you see other things to grumble about. So that's that's what I'm trying to do is to develop a, an ongoing, um, positive, grateful spirit, so that when I have my actual formal times of prayer, Thanksgiving is a very easy thing to do because I've been doing it the whole time. And I've got eyes to see then what I should be thankful for. So good. Yeah, what we focus on is what we see. Yeah, yeah. When you buy a new car, you didn't realize that everyone else everybody bought else the new had, car. Yeah, everybody <laughs> right? Everyone else had that, right? Yeah. When, you, when you choose to thank God for something, it opens up your eyes to this whole new way of seeing life and, and all of these things that you had taken for granted up to that point. Yeah. Um, and then for me, I'm, I'm astonished, not that things go bad in my life, but that things so often work out. Yeah. Yeah. And so often work out where there was no way I thought this could work out. And then God just sort of worked it out in a way that I couldn't have anticipated. Yeah, exactly. So I was, uh, er driving really early in the morning last week and, uh, and all of a sudden a guy goes by me in the lane next to me and I it was surprised there weren't wasn't anybody on the road and I thought I'm so glad I, I wasn't intending to change lanes but I'm always aware of what's going on around me and so this guy surprised me yeah you know I just oh that was it kind of it kind of um, scared me that I was so unaware that this guy was there all of a sudden yeah. and I just I saw the you know the protection of God at that point that he even though I may not be aware, he doesn't. He he is aware of every hair on my head. He's he's taking care of me. Yeah. And uh, little things like that, I think it's just um, things that that could go very bad very quickly, and that God protects us from. It's good. I was late for Jake's flag football game. That's why I was speeding past you. <laughs> the Sorry. All right. No, that is that's good. Any other thoughts? I think that's it. It's just something um, like all these habits, vital that we work on them and practice them until they become habits because they'll, we'll be blessed by it. Yeah. And it blesses God too. Yeah. 
and, and maybe a challenge for our listeners is to just start with a day. To take one day, and I had it, I did this in college as an assignment. My mentor, mm. he uh, <laughs> he gave me a rubber band. He said, "Put it on your, put it on your wrist," and he said, "If you start complaining about a person or a circumstance, you have to pull it." <laughs> <laughs> And, and and flick yourself just to see how often your impulse is to complain. Hmm. Not that there aren't legitimate reasons to be frustrated or things like that, but just to complain, to to gripe unproductively. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then yeah. he said, each time you do it, you have to replace it with a thanksgiving hmm. for something to be thankful for in that moment. And I would challenge uh, you know, a listener, do it for a day to see, A, how much my natural disposition is to complain and to grumble, and then B, how much my attitude changes mm. and my joy changes if I replace grumbling with gratitude. That's great. Um, because it is a discipline. Yeah, yeah. Which means we have to make a conscious choice to do that. Yeah. Um, but I, I was amazed just how much of my attitude is based on what I choose to focus on. Yeah. So yeah. God wants our joy. <laughs> um, he wants good things for us, and and He knows that gratitude is is key to that. Yeah, because that's how we were created to live is in grateful dependence on yeah. Him. So and so when we don't, it's no no surprise that our blood pressure goes up, our immune system takes a hit. Yep, um, and all these other things because we're not living the way we were designed to live. Yep, exactly. Well, good. Well, I'm thankful for this podcast, Dad. Thankful for Me you. Too. Thankful for Max making us sound good. So thank you, Max. Thank you, listeners. And uh, have a great day. We will talk to you again soon.